This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the Marvel TV show Hawkeye and fortune cookies. It's February 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. My name is Brian, and joining me is my co-host, Evan. That's me. And this week, we are minus a normal person. Linnea is off at her high school doing some one-act plays. So she's sitting out this week. She's been super busy. It's been fun to see her performing. But uh, this week, so it's just me and Evan. Yeah, the bros. (laughs) Okay. We had one episode before where it was just you and I doing the show, and that was uh, Lego Masters. Yeah, because Lego Masters is for the bros. It was a show that you and I watched, and no one else was really interested in watching it, so we did a show on it. This week, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye, and it's mostly because no one else has finished it, right? I think they watched the first few episodes, and then we had so many other episodes of TV and movies and things that we I don't think they ever got around to watching it like you and I did. Yeah. They also seemed pretty bored the first couple episodes. <laughs> All right, so it'll just be us talking about it today. Ah, but before we get into that, Let's talk about our pop culture news. What do you have to report this week, Evan? Well, this week, actually just earlier today while we're recording this, two new Pokemon games were announced. And by two new Pokemon games, I just mean like the same game, just with a bit of changes. It's Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. And what do we know about them? So far, what we know about the game is that it's just an updated version of the region from Pokemon Legends Arceus, or at least that's what I think. It appears that it might be like an open world game or just like any other Pokemon game, but it definitely has better shading and better graphics than other Pokemon games right? recently. How do you know that? Is there a trailer? Yes, there oh, is okay. a trailer for it that so was shown. Now, are you playing as Ash? You are not playing as Ash. Oh, okay. You never play as Ash in the Pokemon games. Oh, you do? Okay. I didn't know that. You just play as yourself. In the first Pokemon game, you play as Red. And then I think there are names for the other trainers that you play as in the Pokemon games, but I do not really care. So is Ash just something for the TV show or the cartoon? Yeah. Anime? Okay. So now, are all Pokemon games released in twos? Because I think the last one, wasn't there Sword and Shield or something? All, like, main Pokemon games are released in twos. There are also some, like, spin-off games that are just, like, released in one. But most games are, like, most main ones are released in twos. And is that just a big money grab? I guess. <laughs> like, you have Pokemon Sh- Sword and Shield, Pokemon Sun and Moon. You have <laughs> Pokemon Black and White, Pokemon Red and Blue. Just all those Pokemon games. So they can sell the game twice and just make each one slightly different and mm-hmm. make lots and of money. And also later on, they can revamp those games with better graphics and okay. then just make it better. So does this look like a game you want? Yes. Okay. And which one are you leaning toward, or don't you know at this point? I'm I'm leaning towards Violet. Why that? Because I like Violet. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the trailer didn't say what the difference it, it was. It did not say what the difference was, but I'm assuming it's like some gym leaders, maybe a bit of terrain. I'm not really sure. All right. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm sure you'll probably get it for the Switch then. Yes. Speaking of the Switch, I saw a game. I suppose maybe this could be my pop culture news, although it wasn't going to be. There's a Star Wars game that's going to be out soon, like a Lego 
the, the Skywalker, Skywalker saga. saga. Yeah, I really, I'm, I've been look, watching that game for a while now. That looks Let's, like a lot of fun. I yeah. think I would actually play that on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I would play it with you. Okay. If we could get that when it comes out, which is soon, we should play it with each other. Okay. And we'll then review that. it. Is it a two-player game? I think you can actually, yeah, you can play it with multiple players if it's like if it's anything like the past Star Wars games. I saw a trailer for that recently, and it just it looks like a lot of fun. They were talking about how they're building all these models with tens of thousands of actual Lego pieces, virtual Lego pieces, of course, because it's a computer game. But the models look incredible, and it's just sort of a tongue-in-cheek take on on Star Wars made with Legos. <laughs> I don't know, should I call that my pop culture news, or should I say what I was actually going to say? You can call that your pop culture news. Oh. So you <laughs> or you can say what to... else. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I was just going to mention, for the older folk out there who might be listening, Star Trek Picard Season 2 is coming out, uh, I believe it's next week, on March 3rd. I'm looking forward to that. Evan, you haven't watched much, if any, Star Trek, have you? You tried to get me to, but you tell me that you showed me the wrong episode at first. Oh, well, I think that was Mom, right? Yeah. I think Mom was trying to get you to watch The Next Generation. It was not that interesting. The first few episodes are pretty slow, but it's a much-loved show. I mean, I I enjoy Star Trek. In fact, I play a game called Star Trek Online, which is kind of fun. That's, that's my uh, gaming. But yeah, Star Trek. Uh, Picard season two is coming out. It's going to have the same characters from season one. Plus, we have Q back. Q is this omnipotent, powerful being. He's played by John Delancey. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him back. Oh, Guinan's going to be back. Uh, these names probably mean nothing to you, Evan. Yeah, I have no idea who you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And I keep thinking, I don't know, for those of you out there who've seen the trailer, I keep thinking that if they ever make a biopic of Alex Trebek, I think it should be played by John Delancey, because whenever I see John Delancey in the trailer for Star Trek Picard, I think, boy, he looks just like Alex Trebek. So, Anyway, Evan probably has a blank stare on his face because yeah. I'm talking about strange things. So The only thing I've been thinking about is the Star Wars game after we've been saying it. <laughs> like, I, I, I wanted to tell you that there, there's an option for all the chat the chatting in the game to just be, like, mumbling. So instead of them actually saying words, it's just like, blah, 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 blah. Well, why would you do that? Because that's what's been like in all the other Star Wars games, really? Star Wars Lego games. Huh. And well, it's also pretty funny. Okay. I mean, I could see an option to make it like droid talk or something where it's just beeps and whistles, but why mumbling? <laughs> like, for example, in all the in the past Star Wars games when Darth Vader says, "Luke, I am your father." It could be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." It's it's just pretty weird and funny. Okay. That reminds me of, remember the movie Galaxy Quest? Yeah. And I there's think. those aliens who go, rah, 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 rah. There's, a, there's an option on the DVD. Yes, we actually own the original DVD where you can go and you can change the language so the whole movie is in those alien, rah, 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 like the entire movie. It, it, you know, it sounds funny at first, but after watching about five minutes, you switch it off because it's <laughs> it, it, it wears out its welcome pretty quick, but it's a funny idea. All right. Well, that's enough for our pop culture news this week. Let's move on to talking about Marvel's Hawkeye. Now on to our main topic, the 2021 Disney Plus TV series Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner returns to the role he played in the Avengers movies, the hero Hawkeye, also known as Clint Barton. The show also stars Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, a young athletic prodigy who was inspired by Hawkeye as a child 
and dreams of taking her place alongside the growing pantheon of superheroes. The six-episode series takes place in New York City during the week leading up to Christmas. Kate has stumbled upon the costume of Ronan, a sword-wielding anti-hero who ruthlessly cut down many crime gangs during the blip. When Kate dons the costume, word gets out that Ronan has returned, and those who want revenge for the events of the past begin to hunt her down. Will Clint help Kate get out of trouble and get home to celebrate Christmas with his family? Will Kate learn what it takes to be a hero? Will we get to see the best piece of music in a Broadway musical ever? Find out in Marvel's Hawkeye. Okay, so that's our little quick summary of Hawkeye, without giving away too many spoilers. So, first off, anything you want to say about the show? I I really like the Captain America musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we alluded to that in my little intro. Yeah, Rogers the Musical. It's kind of a big part of the first episode, where uh, Clint goes out and he's, I, I want to say, subjected to seeing a musical <laughs> about Captain America and the Avengers. And it's a very funny song that they're singing. Actually, the full song is at the end of the show. So if you want to listen to the music, then wait until the end. You have to watch the whole show. They filmed the entire piece. They had some professional Broadway writers write this piece. And it does indeed sound like a Broadway musical. It's, It's pretty fun. And they're poking fun at all the characters. In fact, Hawkeye... What was it that they said about Hawkeye? Just they something said, about Hawkeye is cool. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, yeah. So the other the other heroes are, he's super strong, or he's there to win, and Hawkeye, oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> also, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, who wasn't even there, gets more attention during the song than Hawkeye does. Oh, did he? I didn't forget that. So to me, one of the best parts of that scene is that Clint, sitting in the audience, reaches over and he turns off his hearing aid so that he doesn't have to listen to it because <laughs> he's just sort of, he's sick of it. He doesn't he doesn't need this. Oh, I thought he turned it off because he was sad that they were talking about Natasha and she died. I, I mean, maybe that could be part of it too. Yeah, that's a whole part of the show, which, which we can talk about. So we see Clint, we see him and his kids. We get introduced to Kate Bishop, who is the up-and-coming hero. What did you think of her introduction? She was at a college, right, and doing pranks? Yeah. Pranks gone wrong? Definitely gone wrong. Very wrong. The first time we see her, she is, like, shooting an arrow at this big bell on a tower, just trying to, like, make it ring. But then it just, like, the whole tower collapses because she accidentally shoots something wrong. Did she knock the bell off and then it fell and collapsed? Like, <laughs> Well, she shot the bell and then the bell got knocked off and then the, the tower... And then the bell fell. When something like that happens, it's good to have super rich parents because apparently her mom will just pay for a new one. Also, she's really rich. Yeah. so It's a super rich family. Apparently, yeah, they live in this huge penthouse in New York. So I guess to be a superhero, you need to be really rich. Uh, (laughs) Tony Stark was rich. No, no, other people weren't. Captain America wasn't that rich. No, he was just your average guy. Ant-Man got out of prison, so I'm assuming he wasn't that rich. (laughs) Yep, okay. Although Hank Pym was, he was probably... Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off the subject. Yeah, so just in the first episode, we we meet these two characters. They they don't even meet until the very end of the episode. So yeah. their, their stories finally connect there, and then we get the story of them together. So as we mentioned in our intro, Kate finds the Ronin costume. She gets herself in trouble. 
Clint sees that, and that's the reason that he tracks her down and that they eventually meet and team up. Do you think this whole story would have happened if, if Kate hadn't put that costume on? This whole story wouldn't have happened if Kate didn't go to that party. Yeah, that's almost that's kind of the whole setup, Basically, isn't it? Kate, Kate, Kate got the costume from an underground auction at underneath like this big Christmas party. So <laughs> she didn't like go to that party or just go underground. None of that would have happened. And of course, her going to that party was set off by her dislike of her mom's boyfriend, Jack. And I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Du- Duquesne? Du- oh, is it Duquesne? Yeah, Jacques oh, okay. Duquesne. Okay, yeah, one of those French names. And he's played by Tony Dalton. Kate immediately dislikes this guy because he's he's kind of smarmy. He kind of feels like a know-it-all, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think that's the only reason that she did go to that underground auction, just to kind of see what he was up to. And one thing I like about this show is that right away we sort of have the feeling that he's a villain, right? Yeah. So I don't know how spoilery we want to get into it. Probably don't want to give away too much, but Kate has to keep sussing out who is actually the real villain. And and she gets into a, a big sword fight with her mom's boyfriend. And again, she's she's trying to piece together what's going on. There was, there was a candy wrapper that she saw. It was part of the mystery. This fight she had with her, with her mom's boyfriend, she realizes that her mom's boyfriend is much more than he appears because he's super good with swords, and her mom refuses to believe anything that Kate is telling her. It almost sends Kate more to, to Clint to be a partner. She really, really wants to be a partner. Clint doesn't really want to have that much to do with her. Yeah. She, Clint just wants her to be home and be safe and not be his problem. Do you identify more with Clint or more with Kate? Um... I identify more with Clint. Just yeah. get everything done quickly <laughs> and then be able to spend time with your family because you love them. I identify with Clint, but probably f- for more different reasons. What I really like about this show is that Clint Barton as a character is he's not super strong. He doesn't shoot lasers out of his eyes. He's not endowed with some superhuman physique. He's a normal guy who's just really, really, really good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably has some kind of superpowers, you might say, because that's the way it is. But I mean, he literally has a hearing aid. Yeah, right. Well, Kate, and, see, Kate was asking him at one point, like, hey, why do you have a hearing aid? And mm-hmm. then it was just like a flash to all this terrible scenes where it would like hurt his ears really badly. And, and that's what I like about it is that we see this guy. He's he's just a normal human when... When he's subjected to all this trauma and these explosions and buildings blowing up around him, yeah, his hearing is gone, and he he needs a hearing aid, you know. And he has aches and pains, and he doesn't heal as fast as he used to. And and I really like that they play up just that part of just being a, a normal guy who's again he's super good at what he does. But I felt that he was so much more relatable than say someone like the Hulk. <laughs> who can turn into this monster and just smash things. They never really touch on that in any of the Avengers movies, though. You just, like, see him has, like, oh, he's another Avenger who doesn't have superpowers. Maybe that's why he and Black Widow were such good friends or good confidants is because, again, she, you know, she, again, she's super, super, super good at what she does, but she's more or less a normal person, right? She hasn't been altered, really, has she? Yeah, and neither of them are really rich. So that's... <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's the rich factor. Yeah, and then this movie also it touches on his feelings about losing Natasha. He he's really sad about that. Right, and I think that's part of his 
reason for not wanting to take on another partner. Uh, yeah, I would say. So throughout the series, Clint and Kate have this on-again, off-again partnership. They have lots of fun, witty dialogue, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed their screen time together. I thought they had really good chemistry together. Yeah. So for me, the outstanding person in the show is Maya Lopez. Oh, yeah. She was the leader of the Tracksuit Mafia, and she was played by a woman named Alakwa Cox. And I thought she did an outstanding job. She's introduced as a villain, you might say, because she is the leader of this mafia gang. But I like that she's portrayed as being a strong woman. She knows what she wants, but she's also... She has a past with this gang that she's kind of unsure about. There's a mystery to it, and eventually Clint helps her, or at least helps her question, maybe, because she because she finds out on her own. And she's kind of a superhero in her own right. Uh, in fact, she's going on to have her own show called Echo. Yeah. Basically. Also, she's deaf, which is pretty cool. Right. And so that's that's another reason I think she's just a standout to me. So So she is... She's Native American, she's deaf, and she is an amputee. And she's starring in this show. This is the first show that she's ever been in. I thought she just kicked butt in this role. I mean, I totally believed that she was a mafia leader. She was just badass. And it's cool that they incorporated her deafness into the show. She she used sign language. The people around her used sign language. Uh, I think it was really cool that Jeremy Renner and, and Haley Sanfield actually spent time learning some basic uh, ASL so that they could communicate with her on set, and, and she said she appreciated that. I just love that about the show, just just the making of it, that that they went in this direction to, to really get some representation of deaf people, of, of indigenous people. And of amputees. And of amputees, yeah. All in one character, uh, all too. In one character. I mean, it'd be nice if it was spread out, but but I mean, but the thing is that that is her character in the comic book, I believe, because the creator of the, of the characters said that he really liked her in that role. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward to her own show. I think if, if it's anything like, like her performance in this show, I think it's going to kick butt. Anything you want to talk about, Evan? Not really much, because I can't get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a few people that I want to talk about, but I can't get much into spoilers. So it's kind of sad. Maybe we could do an after-show spoiler talk about. The last time we did that was like thirty episodes. So I feel like. <laughs> That's okay. We can always do a little spoilers at the end. So this is the fourth or fifth, depending on you count it, show <laughs> about Marvel heroes on Disney Plus, uh, and the others were set kind of at just, it could be any point in time, right? This show was set almost as a Christmas show. It was, it's, you know, it takes place the week before Christmas. Every episode, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Even There's, in real life. Even in real life, yeah. The show came out late November, and so that the last episode was airing right around Christmas. It had a built-in timer in a way, right? Clint had to get home, or was trying to get home to celebrate Christmas with his family. Whereas all the other shows, they just kind of took place at any time. There was no deadline, anything like that. Did that work for the show? Did it harm the show? I think it worked really well because there's still a mystery that they had to solve. So it's like they have to solve everything quickly. They have to get everything done and figure out who did this and figure out how to beat them. 
and put them in prison and stuff like that. So it's pretty interesting. It's it's pretty good. And I'm glad that I feel like this show is the best show to have like a deadline in the show for because like that would I feel like maybe that would be good in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I don't know how. I definitely feel the same way. It made it stand out from the other shows to me. They they said it in a particular time and we got to feel you know, it's it's Christmas and we got lights and we got music and skating rinks and Christmas trees and and parties. So yeah, that I kinda that it really added the flavor of it. So at the same time though, would it be weird to watch this in the middle of summer and think it's a Christmas show then? Like does that limit when you would ever want to rewatch it? No. Because it's only like the last episode that said in Christmas. It could just be like a winter show or oh, okay. anything. It doesn't need to be a specific time of show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just I was just curious what you thought about that. You know, I, I was mean, thinking I was thinking like how we always watch Elf every Christmas. Like, are we gonna watch Hawkeye? This is not like one of those Christmas things that you would watch. Okay. Every year. So it's not over. It's not too overly Christmas to make you think that you could only watch it then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what'd you think of the interaction between Kate and Clint? I really like all their scenes. They they make a very funny pair at some moments. Like, just their interactions and conversations are very cool and funny. Yeah, I, th- I thought their interactions were fun. I thought, I mean, it was funny. I enjoyed a lot of the humor. I also thought it was very, very touching. There were, there were points, again, revolving around Clint Martin's hearing aid, whereas his hearing aid got smashed and he really couldn't hear anything and his kids were trying to talk to him on the phone and she was interpreting what his kids were saying, right? But I think, wasn't she making it better than it was? Like like, like she was sort of putting everything in a positive spin? Yeah, of. I guess. Yeah, and it, made, it really made you feel for that. So Lucky the Pizza Dog, do you want to talk about Lucky the Pizza Dog? Yes, Lucky the Pizza Dog is a good dog. All right, go for it. Talk Basically... About- Lucky the pizza dog in the comics is this blind dog who really likes pizza. And in the show, it's a blind dog who really likes pizza. (laughs) It was introduced in the first episode. It was helping Kate Bishop a bit in the first episode and then wandered away. Was he blind or did he just have one eye? He just had one eye. One eye, yeah. It's it's pretty funny. Mm. He only gets fed pizza, that poor dog. (laughs) His diet must be terrible. Okay, so so I mentioned Alakwa Cox playing Maya as the villain. Now there are a few other villains in the show, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers. What what did you think of the ultimate villain? We'll just say of the show. Surprising, I yeah. didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it it was pretty good timing on Marvel's part. I feel like it was it was pretty cool, but that's all I can say. Right, I wish yeah. I could say more. Maybe in our in our end spoiler yeah. spot, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great reveal. Do you think it was too last minute? Because we it what it was revealed in the very end of episode five, and then we just got a little of this villain in episode six, right? Wasn't it revealed at like the the? Or was it the end of episode four? No, it was like oh yeah, it was the end of episode five, and then we saw him at the last episode. So do you think it was too little? Or was it just enough? I mean, they could have incorporated him earlier, but the time that they did it wasn't bad at all. It was fine. But, like, if they had introduced him, like, during, like, at the end of episode four or, like, something before and then maybe had, like, a few scenes with him, 
maybe that would be better. I don't know. Uh, we also have one other major person who is in here. Should we talk about uh, Yelena? Is that spoilers, though? We I don't know. We, it's I mean, like episode three when we see her, so yeah, it's a bit far in. I, I guess. Should we just say she was in it for now? Yeah, she was in it. She was in it. She was a character. She was a character that they meet. Uh, Yelena, you, right, you might remember, is Natasha, or Black Widow's sister. We met her in the movie Black Widow. And she makes an appearance in this. What did you think of her in this show? I, I feel like her character motivations were very driven, is what I'll say. She was very snarky. She was funny. Kind of ominous. Yeah, creepy. She gets the job done, but she has fun while doing it. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I think that is... Oh, the LARPers. We should talk about the LARPers. Oh, yeah, the LARPers. The so... LARPers are very cool. Some part of the mystery <laughs> revolves around LARPing. And can you tell them what LARPing is? LARPing is live action role play, is what it stands for. It's kind of like, if you know what a renaissance festival is, you just like dress up as an old-timey character, and you like pretend to be a character from that time. And you can have like sword fights with people, and just, you know, enjoy yourself. So for reasons, Clint finds himself having to go to a LARPing, what, convention or LARPing get-together, and... uh gets introduced to some of these characters who who eventually uh later on help help Clint out but uh yeah it's it's very amusing a fun way to introduce a few little side characters and I hope they come back someday if they did I probably wouldn't even know who they were wow <laughs> I'd have to be reminded I mean they were they were in fine in the show I don't You forgot you you're going to forget who Grills is apparently wow <laughs> sorry Grill Grills is the main guy okay. or something I think that's his name. All right. So anything else non-spoilery we want to talk about this show? I like Clint's kids. They did good in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show. Clint's, yeah. So he has three kids, uh, two sons and a daughter. Yeah. And I, they they played it very well. Got to see his whole family. I like how his wife is just, like, so chill. Like, throughout the whole show, his wife is just like, oh, oh, those bad guys? Oh, oh those guys? Yeah. Man. So apparently she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Did you know that? Because I guess I didn't I mean, quite know he, that. He worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., so maybe that's where they met or Could something. Could be, yeah. Cause there, was a, there was a whole subplot that I guess to me was a little confusing, having to do with a watch. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I missed it, or maybe maybe this was from other shows. I don't know. It That part was a little confusing to me, why this watch was so important, and then and it was more important to her than him, and... I don't know. I felt like there was something there that I missed, and maybe that was in a different show. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess that would be my one nitpick about the show. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. We, we must have both missed it then. Oh, I guess I do have another nitpick. Is that, and it, uh, this comes down to, I think a lot of Marvel shows do this. Is we have you know the the obligatory final battle, which I thought was it was okay. It was okay. It felt a little contrived maybe to me it felt like the bad guys the villains the mafia whatever they kind of felt more like stormtroopers like they're just really bad shots <laughs> yeah because if there were that many people against that few people i i really don't think it would have been that much of a battle <laughs> but again you know come down to a marvel superhero show that's kind of what it is 
Yeah, I guess that that was my that would be my another one of my nitpicks for the end of the show is that I thought the final battle was not too believable or not. I mean, it's a superhero movie. How can it be believable? I, I guess I wish it would have been done a bit differently or just thought out more. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay. All right, so uh, should we just wrap up here? Yeah, sure. Okay. So Marvel's Hawkeye, what do you give it? Uh, what's your rating out of 10? I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Right. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna give. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. I might. I mean, go a little more. I'll say eight point seven five out of ten. Uh, I think of the Marvel shows released, I, I think this is pretty much my favorite. I I really enjoyed how it was down to earth. I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed a lot of the characters. I think, again, I think Jeremy Renner did a great job. Haley Sanfield did a good job. I think, I think Alaco Cox was awesome. I loved her character. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing her in her own show. Now this show was sent out at, or it was presented as a limited series, so it was just these six episodes, and they haven't made any announcements that they're making a second season. I I don't think they should. Yeah, I don't. I think feel it, like they can easily just continue all the characters' story in other movies. So they're setting up the future Hawkeye to be Haley Sandfield, and she'll be in future movies I think and I'm sure Jeremy Renner will move on to do other things. He might be in like one more movie just to like yeah, end he his might character make an appearance arc. In there. No, but I think I think this is a good a good limited series. I I enjoyed it and uh yeah, I don't think there needs to be a second one. I think it's fine the way it is and we're sending Clint off to be at home with his family and and hopefully we'll see uh Kate Bishop join the Avengers, hopefully. Yeah, it, it, does she join the Avengers? Do you think? I think. Yeah. Well, basically, I think she's part of the Young Avengers or something. Okay. But I think they're just going to incorporate all the Young Avengers into like the new Avengers later. All right. Well, there you go. That's our review of Hawkeye. Stick around for the end while we talk for if you want to hear us talk about spoilers. Sure. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to fortune cookies? Yeah. All right. Here we come. Fortune cookies. Okay, we are back with our fortunes. My fortune this week is genius is nothing but a great aptitude for patience. Hmm. I like that one. Interesting. Yeah. What'd you get? Mine is he who knows others is wise. He who knows himself is enlightened. Hmm. I feel like, have we had that one before? I feel like we might have had something close, but I yeah. do not remember this. Oh, okay. It seems vaguely familiar. But... All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to all our listeners. We love every download we get. Tell all your friends about it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, all those great places where you find your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Lunchbox Reaction. Find us at our website, lunchboxreaction.net. Were you going to say something, Evan? Yeah, I was going to say we'd love if you drop us a line. Maybe tell us a good idea to review. Yeah, yeah, give us an idea for something you'd like us to review. And if we have the time and inclination, we'll certainly give it a shot. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Once again, you can stick around later for our spoiler review. But yeah, thanks to my co-host, Dad, (laughs) (laughs) O'Brien. That's me. 
and thanks to you for watching, and see you next week at the lunch table. All right, if you're still sticking around here and interested in some of our thoughts going into spoiler territory, here you are. You've been warned. Okay, so spoilery stuff. What what do you want to talk about first? Kingpin. Kingpin, the big bad yes. who's revealed at the end. What did you think of Kingpin? He was a, a good surprise. Earlier yeah. I was saying that he was probably put in at a good time because we also met Daredevil in the Spider-Man movie around the same time mm -hmm. as we saw him. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see uh, see Vincent D'Onofrio back in his role as Kingpin. So he starred in the in the Daredevil TV series that was it was on Netflix, and there was a lot of discussion about whether this was really in the same universe or not. It's not like confirmed if the show is like part of the universe or if it's like a slightly different multiverse <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it is cool to see the same actor though. So that's. That's cool. And in this show, he was much more powerful than he was in the TV show. Yes. Mainly because he was super strong. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a bad guy. And he got to fight the character I liked, Maya. Yeah. I liked the switcheroo that Tony Dalton's character, and you'll have to say his name again, Jack. <laughs> Jack Duquesne. Duquesne. I don't know why I can't remember that name. So the smarmy guy, he actually ends up being a good guy. He was just, he was just like confusing. Yeah. He's he was, trying to be a good dad, actually, now you realize at the end. Just, he was just misunderstood, and the whole time the misdirect was that the mom was actually the bad guy. Actually, um, the bad girl. The bad girl, yeah. I didn't see that coming, so that was that was yeah. pretty cool. Also, I like I like how they never showed Kingpin's body, which means he could be alive. He could be alive still, yeah. Marvel could still have things for him. Other people we want to talk about? No, well, we could we can talk about Yelena more that. Sure. I really enjoyed, like, what drove her, like, how she thought that Clint killed Natasha. Right. I just thought it would be really, it's really interesting how Clint had to, like, convince her and all that stuff. They had a confrontation there at the end. And it was less like a confrontation and more like a therapy session almost, wasn't it? Or like a coming to terms of a... Yeah. He didn't really want to fight with her over it, did he? No. He was still feeling really guilty about it, but at the same time, he wanted her to know the truth. Yeah. She didn't want to believe him, right? Because she wanted to believe her own truth. She already knew that he was telling the truth. She just didn't want to, which was kind of sad. I thought she did a great job, though, uh, the actress Florence Pugh. Yeah. Especially those scenes where she and Kate Bishop were sitting in the apartment talking. I mean, they were both they were both tense and funny at the same time. That's we were talking about that. Also, the fight that they had, like Hawkeye and her mm -hmm. on the rooftop. Yeah. Or at the, yeah, they had a few fights. Or yeah, the one in the like at the end. Where at the end. Okay. Also, that cinematography there was amazing. How they just like moved the camera through different rooms while they were fighting through those rooms. Mm -hmm. Did you remember that scene? Was that with Elena or was that with the mafia chasing him? No, that that was with Yelena okay. fighting him, or maybe that was with Yelena fighting the mafia. You're gonna say Linnea. <laughs> Linnea, stop fighting the mafia! Wow, we, Linnea. We miss you, Linnea. We miss you, Linnea. Come on, come back to us. Don't fight the mafia. So, what other spoilery things did you want to talk about? Anything else, or is that is that pretty much it? 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty I'm much sad. It. I'm kind of sad. Spider Man didn't show up. You Can't... wanted Spider Man to show up? I mean, he 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 was he could have been there at the end of at the end of the move, the other move. Actually, I don't want to spoil that movie now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, have we? Yeah. That's another podcast that you and I'd have to do ourselves because no one else <laughs> has seen that except us. We'll have, we'll have to wait till Linnea sees that, and then we can talk about that movie. Yeah, at the end of No Way Home. It seems like Spider-Man could have been at the, in the show, is just what I'm going to say. Well, there's our little few minutes of spoiler talk for Hawkeye. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next week at the lunch table.